0: Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin It's one of my favorite hours of the week. It's time to spill the tea. This show started out as a mini-series in March of 2020. It was a way of gathering our divine sisterhood together during the pandemic, and it's still going strong. If you're new here, welcome. Nearly every week, Molly McKinley and I get together to sip tea, do some breath work, recite affirmations, lead meditation moments, and have a conversation about what we're reading, seeing, or doing, all with a focus on keeping a balance of divine feminine and masculine energies at our table. Most of the time, it's the two of us. Sometimes we have a fellow soul-centered author or entrepreneur join us. Take a moment now to pour your favorite beverage, pop in your earbuds, and snuggle into your coziest spot, or head outdoors for a walk if you prefer. And then get ready to listen in on this hour of togetherness. Hello, world! It's Tuesday. We're so thankful to be here, and it's the first eleventh of twenty twenty-two. Mm. That makes me all warm and fuzzy. Uh, and number,
1: right?
0: Yes, twenty-two and eleven. Oh my goodness! Eek! Uh, so many, so many beautiful things around numbers this this week. It's the eleventh. Today it's we've got one thirteen happening on Thursday, our first thirteenth, Divine Feminine Day, all sorts of wonderful things, and we are coming to you today with a compact show. It is a wild ride of a Tuesday for us, so we are going to jump right in it with um, some breathing with Molly. Let's go. <laughs> Yes, let's deep
1: breathe. Let's just uh, find our seat um, through the sitting, rooted, sitting in those sitting bones, lifting through the crown. Let's bring our right hand to our heart, our left hand on our belly, and just slow it down. Mm. Today, we're just going to feel that beautiful rise and fall, that breath wave in through the nose, expanding the belly. Connecting breath and body. Really fully deep breathing here into the belly. I'm just noticing the shifts that happen when we connect intentionally with our breath.
0: And let's begin love it i love it when you have us touch our hearts and our bellies especially the belly la- the ladies out there we usually don't like to touch our bellies but i love touching the belly i love it i love touching my belly Oh mm-hmm. yes am. a little little food belly <laughs> the food my my friend barbie calls it her food baby yeah, her food, baby. <laughs> My
1: food, baby. Uh, okay,
0: so we uh, we shared last week that one of the things that we are diving into this year is the the cards that we love and adore, and that are woven into everything. And look, Molly is holding up the, the gem. So each week we're going to pull an archetype card and uh, one of the Divine Feminine cards from Megan Waterson. We're going to talk about them on the following show so last week we pulled the gem and um Teresa of Avila and so that's who we're going to talk about today and Molly has her book she's got some really cool things to um read out of that so let's let's dive in what do you want to start with you want to do the archetype first or you want to talk about Teresa uh you choose I don't care either way I say, let's talk about Teresa first. All right.
1: All right. Uh, I don't What was that? I had like kind of a weird accent. And all of a sudden I was like, all right. So St. Teresa of Avila is the author of a very fine book called The Interior Castle. And essentially this book is a roadmap guidebook on how to go from our outer worlds into the inner world of discovery of self or capital S self or soul. Um, and we talked before, like, about St. Saint Teresa, Saint Teresa and sort of her um, role really as somebody who could hear the voice of God and, um, you know, and, and why she had such a profound impact on the time. One, because um, she was a woman hearing the voice of God, and then, oh. two, right, and then two, because she was commissioned by the church then to document it. Yes. Um, so there was the, the things to me about her, and I'm going to read um, an excerpt of the book because what it does is it talks about when to know when you are truly hearing spirit versus not hearing or yes. being deceived, right? Yes. And for some sort of weird way for me, like when I was a kid, my prayer as a kid was always to not be deceived. Um, which is a weird, strange prayer for a child. I know, but um, I don't know. It's like sort of my universal prayer, just like, Lord, help me not to be deceived, which is really strange. So um, weird. I know. Okay. Let me just read this. I thought it was really apropos, especially as, especially when we talk about things that are outside. And again, she was a Catholic nun right? And when you read this text, it's very similar to uh, Buddhism. It's very similar to sort of the, um, the work um, that's been found in the Yoga Sutras. So there is this universal thread of truth um, woven in every sacred text. Um, and so this is someone who experienced it. Um, so let's just dig in here and then we can chat about it. So she says one a, general, a genuine spiritual voice is so clear that the soul remembers every word as well as the tone of voice in which it was spoken and if a single syllable was missing she notices it when a spiritual voice is conjured up by the imagination the voice may be fuzzy and the language indistinct like something overheard when you were half asleep two and this was her experience of connecting to spirit. Two, frequently the soul hadn't even been thinking about the things she hears in the spiritual voice. The transmission often comes unexpectedly, maybe even in the middle of a conversation. Sometimes it does refer directly to a passing thought she had to, or to something the soul had been pondering more deeply at an earlier time. But it often has to do with a future. The soul never believed could or would happen. The imagination just can't make things that never crossed the mind. The soul could not be deceived about things she never desired or wished for or even imagined, could she? Three, in a false spiritual voice, her imagination composes bit by bit what the soul wants to hear. In a real one, she hears truth. Four, the words are received differently in an authentic spiritual voice, the mind grasps truth far more profoundly and with greater immediacy than the intellect could ever present on its own. Mm. And five, the truth that is conveyed to the soul on the wings of words. I think that's beautiful language on the wings of words. So yeah, simultaneously transcends all words. I'll never be able to explain this, but I will try to say more about this special mode of understanding later. It's an exquisite and subtle thing and cause for praising our Lord. So what's cool about this is this nun, you know, this woman, and I mean, we don't really talk about that very much in our culture anymore of people having, um, gosh, what, what are they called? Um, it as an art historian, there was always like the, uh, the, oh gosh, I mean, it's a special word. I'm forgetting it. But it's like,
0: <laughs> can you do? Can you charades it? I don't. <laughs> it sounds like. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh,
1: like uh, It's not. I keep thinking like a, a emancipation, but it's like something.
0: Epiphany. Uh, no.
1: Yes. But something. The yeah. um.
0: <laughs> I love seeing your brain try to work through
1: it. Oh my gosh! This is which is this is what is called COVID brain because I had COVID over um, the holidays and honestly, like the brain is not back to like. Oh
0: my gosh, that's frustrating.
1: Like, yeah. So, oh oh oh, oh, like on the actually like on the tip of my tongue. But anyways, but this, we have a lot of these moments in our history where people are receiving and getting divine, you know, inspiration and hearing or seeing. Um, you know, creator or, or angels or spirits. Yeah. And, and like, that is like, we don't really talk about that stuff in our age. And it's like, is it happening
0: less or do we just not hear it? Yeah, I think that, that we maybe don't in first world because we've, we've been taught that even though we're talking about somebody who was born in the 1500s, who was a Carmelite nun who had direct connection with the Pope and, and was, was commissioned, as you said, she, she actually wanted to reignite the, the origins of, of the Carmelite Mm. uh, path. And so she actually had to do the work in order to be chosen to do that. She was, she did. I mean, she was not a a woman of inaction. Mm. Uh, And, and yet it was more believable that she would have experienced this experience because it was the 1500s versus now, now we require proof. Yes. It's proof. It's this like, well, really? I mean, can you imagine if Jesus was here now? Like the Jesus that actually walked the planet, dirty feet, you know, probably it didn't shower, but for, you know, once, whatever, every time he saw a river, maybe, I mean, we would not give him credit for being the, the son of God. He, he, he...
1: That is true. And I, I'm here, I am like getting a download while you're speaking. Mm. And that is because we are tethered mm. to phones and media that we don't have any space for quiet.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we yeah.
1: we it's have so no yeah. space to receive. We're just consumption, 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 consumption.
0: And I think that that's part of the shift that we're seeing. And so in uh, in Teresa's time, she felt that that's what was happening and wanted to re-engage with the older ways she wanted to, to bring that, that, um, that sect of Carmelites back to where they started, right? Where they lived a very uh, simple, um, almost pauper-like existence and where they only survived on alms, not on money from the Pope. And so it had to be very local. And she actually, in that time, thought everything was becoming so grandiose. Right. And, and yet when she stepped into her power and listened to that divine download of, we need to get more people back to this, to a simpler time in the 1500s people back to simpler times, uh, you know, she, in her lifetime in that, that final, I think it was like 25 or 30 years, she opened 16 convents and her male counterpart opened several monasteries that were taking people back to the basics. And I feel like there is in our own way, that same kind of resurgence right now. Oh, and it's so what it craves a thousand percent. Yeah. And, and we are finding those, we are finding more time. Some people, there are some people who are ready for that. And, and I feel like we're all kind of gathering together and it's such a, an eclectic motley crew by our beautiful red threads, right? (laughs) By your beautiful red threads. Yes. And, um, so for those of you who have never met Teresa Avila, please, please read about her. She is worthy of your time of read, read the interior castle. If you, so again, we're, we're reading out of the divine feminine, um, Cards by Megan Watterson. This is the card that we pulled. Order this, this kit. It, it It's, I don't know, like $20, $25, something like that. Uh, you can order it. We'll drop the link for sure for you to order it. And learn about her. Like that's been the best part about this journey. Uh, both Molly and I will send each other pictures. of, Oh, look who I pulled today. Look who I pulled today. And, and it allows you to have a, um, a deeper understanding of these women who walked this planet before us. And and although some of them uh, may be more mythological in nature now, because it's been, you know, millennia since the the actual woman who inspired the stories walked the planet, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Look, look for the beauty. Um, in Megan's book, she also always includes a soul voice meditation and and a little bit um, a little intention. So the soul voice meditation for Teresa of Avila is. What does love feel like in my body? So that's a great question to ask yourself this week. What does love feel like in my body? And then the intention that we set with her is I trust the answers I find within me. I know that the presence of love is real. Mm-hmm. And so that's these, these, these small stories, these small powerful stories that Megan has put together about each one of these, these women. Um, what I do love about even her intention that she writes about it in the beginning of the guidebook is she doesn't give everything about all of them. She wants us to, to have enough so that we, our curiosity is peaked. And so that's, that's for all of us this week is to go out um, and, walk the planet thinking, how does love feel in my body? Like what Mm -hmm. is, you know, what, what I know it's real. So let me pay a little bit more attention to that. Um, Okay. So I, I love, yay. The first card is done. All right. So now the gem, let's talk about the gem. So the gem, gem, I
1: do want to say that we need to manifest that Megan Watterson actually comes on the show that we can interview her this year because She is an absolute delight and um, is the author of uh, Mary Magdalene Revealed. And for those who are interested in the sacred feminine and understanding goddess, that is the place to
0: start. Um, I will reach out to her today and ask her how to make that happen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that how's that for manifestation Hi. Uh, okay so you have the card of the gem this is the gem is from the wild unknown archetypes guidebook so this is also i mean the, the beauty of archetypes and, and there are of course many cards that talk about the archetypes uh this kit is beautiful molly introduced us to it so what tell us about the gem Molls? what okay. what's up with the gem
1: Yeah. So the gem is an interesting one, right? So again, it's the association is the diamond, the gold, or the inner treasure. So if you are Googling archetypes and want to know more about archetypes, um, it's also the diamond, the gold, and the inner treasure. And another good book for you to check out if you're interested in um, going further with the idea of the diamond is a wonderful spiritual book called The Diamond Cutter. Um, So just throwing it up there and we'll put a link um, as well. But that's another beautiful spiritual text. Um, So the key, though, about the gem is and what I like about the archetypes and um, is that we talk about what the archetype looks like in light or when it's in balance and then what the archetype is out of balance. So for me, as a marketer, truly understanding archetypes is really, really important as it relates to psychological motivation, right? So if we are going to create archetypes for people as marketers, we know what's going to bring them in light, like where how they'll be psychologically motivated when, when light, how to inspire people, yes. and then what sort of FOMO or fear motivator factors will inspire behavior based on their darkness or the shadow stuff, right? Right? They're deep. So, what we want to talk about, uh, and maybe you want to read an excerpt, but when light, it's unique, it's shining, it's generative, and it's irreplaceable. And when dark, it's envy and greed and grasping. Um, And so, like, again, like, why are we talking about archetypes? And again, it's a layer of intelligence about sort of these universal um, energies. Cause that's really what an archetype is. It's a universal en- energy, like a bucket of an idea, um, so that we can better understand sort of something as a whole, um, instead of, um, you know, and again, it's just a layer of information to go deeper.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, what's really fun about this book, this book is beautiful, by the I way. Agree. I mean, yes. the illustrations are beautiful and <laughs> I, I Beth I promise I won't make a change to the design but I really what I really dig about this is that they use all oops all these little pockets of space I know, right? Oh my gosh, I can't. Although I find that hard to read, but maybe it's just me um, being. Well, I like that I fully engage with it. So there's there's the 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 pay the title, and then each each side kind of the margins, the bottom. Um, I love the inside margin. It says the moments of your life that glimmer are clues to where the gem resides. Hmm. Let me say that again: the moments of your life that glimmer are clues to where the gem resides. Mm. Don't covet the sparkling diamond of another. The gem is like a fingerprint, never to be repeated again. Find yours. Mm. I love that so much. I do. Too. I, I mean, the, everything, it, it feels like, again, a different way to say, be you, do you, be you, find, you know, be authentic, right? I, but it has this way of, focusing us on this other thing. And I want to share this with you. This is one of the things Andrew got me for Christmas. Oh, beautiful. It's it's a raw emerald Mm. and it's a machine. Didn't touch this, Mm. a a human wrapped this glorious. I don't know what you call it. Little, little copper wiring, just caged it in this beautiful, I mean, it's just, I, I touch it and it just has this I feel it right. Like I feel the, the love that went into creating the piece, the, the love that our creator put in, you know, the magically placing the right chemicals and the right pressure inside that rock. And, and I think that that the, from the marketer side, I'd love to hear how it works in inside the intentional business in the book that you're writing, that you're writing, that you're getting ready to launch. But from a human perspective, I love the reminder that we don't, all have to be diamonds to be the most valuable. Oh, I love that! Right, well,
1: and and like the idea of the gem archetype. I mean, we all say, "Oh, you're a gem," right? When someone is doing something, you know. Yes. And again, it's like the sacred origin of these things. You know, like the meaning of the meaning, and mm-hmm. um, like that's the that's really in, in the book. That's the intentional business, which launches on Tuesday. To 22. I'm
0: loving yeah. that you keep calling it Tuesday. I love it so much.
1: Tuesday. Um, I can't take credit for that. Someone said it to me, and I was like, Oh, sweet, yes, that's it. Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> what it is, is about layering again intent and like the idea of gathering and building and growing energies, right? is the same thing when you layer it's like okay I understand like if I'm going to be writing an article my archetype for this article you know is the creator or whatever um and this is what motivates her and this is what she's afraid of and so I need to make sure that I'm going to cover you know this and this um so that this is a piece of content that will move her yes
0: Yes, that's so beautiful. And so I think it's, it's an interesting time to say, like, the the gem is only one of many, many, many archetypes that are talked about in the book. But there's also archetypes like the mother, the father, the starborn, the eternal child, the desert, the bridge, the temple, the village, The the flame, the Riddler, the tear, the seed, the stone. So So um, what I love about what you just said is there, there's actually like two players when a a post is written, when an article is written, right. It's one is the author, like Mm -hmm. what archetype do I want to embrace? Yep. Do I want to be the teacher? Do Mm -hmm. I want to be like the private investigator? Do I Mm -hmm. want to be the seed or do I want to be the gardener? Like how, how we look at ourselves as we're getting ready to write an email or write a post or create a video. And then how do we want, you know, what archetype do we want to ignite in the, the person who's going to consume our content? So I love, it. I love that so much. I think. So, that's
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the origination of archetype work is Carl Jung. Um, and I don't have his book upstairs cause it's downstairs. It's on my, um, day-to-day reading, but it is, you know, he was really the originator of that thought like that there are these certain universal energies that we all contain um we reference carolyn mass often in her book sacred contracts where you can actually create your own individual archetype wheel based on your uh some sort of divination or intuition as well as um you know You know, we all have four primary archetypes that according to Caroline Mass, we all have four primary archetypes that we all embody um, in the course of our life. And that is the um, the child, whether they're a wounded or a magical or, you know, there's different child archetypes, Um, the victim, um, the saboteur. And the prostitute. Yes. So there's 12 primary archetypes um, that she defines in our um archetypal wheel. Um, but those four we each we each have. And so then it's a matter of
0: um figuring out the
1: rest. And um that could be a fun project that we do on our retreats is helping people create yes. archetype wheels.
0: Yeah, totally. My mind is is reeling, thinking, like I'm I'm sure that there are listeners out there thinking like, how do I, how, how do I know what I am? How do I go through that process? And I know that we've both done it individually, but it sure would be fun to do it together and, yeah. and to, to guide others. So let's add that to add that to the list for sure. We're um, like having our pajama party retreat doing archetype wheels. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. I love the, this, this format is going to be so much fun. And I know that some weeks we'll, we'll dish about other things, um, but I think this is, you know, I love the idea of creating snackable bites on archetypes and these amazing divine feminine um, leaders. These these pioneers, these women who have gone before us, who are going to teach us throughout the year through their stories, through yes. um, whether it's a book like you read today or. Uh, you know, variety like quotes that have been have gone. You know, stood the test of time. I'm I'm sure there's going to be a lot of those. Um, all right, so before we hit the top of the hour here, I am going to pull next week's divine feminine card. Let's. Oh, she just popped out. Oh, that they pop out. You've got to choose you it. You got to right? choose it. You can't like I. I <laughs> usually grab a stack and count to 13, flip the 13th. But man, when they pop out, a step out of the way. Yes. Uh, so it is Sarada Devi. Oh wow, the divine mother. The divine mother. Look at how look at this gorgeous sorry she's got on. Wow. That's seriously Uh, crazy. Yes. And she says unconditional love exists within me. The presence of love is the absence of judgment. Ooh, I feel already a little golden thread between Teresa and Sarada. Oh wow. Oh, okay. so I look forward to to digging into learning more about her. Next week what card are we going to uh what card are going to pull on the archetype side? Okay. You want me to pull this one
1: or you want to? No, mm-hmm. go for it. Go for it. Oh gosh. My um these are I find these a little bit hard to to shuffle, but it's fine. Yes, they are harder
0: to shuffle when they're in their circles. But-
1: and I have very small, strange hands. Like I, I feel like I'm like a Saturday night live skit with that little that woman who has those little baby hands, like T-Rex
0: hands. I love those skits though. <laughs> There's actually a gal on Instagram that does a whole bit with the little baby hands. Anyways. Okay, so the card that we have pulled. Ooh, the womb. Mm, my goodness. Ooh, the divine mother and, and the, the womb. womb. Wow. Okay, we're gonna get some uh, serious mothering on next week.
1: <laughs> well, and the thing is, that I love this so much. Um, but the thing is, that, you know, for those of you out there who haven't pulled cards or who don't know about archetypes or who don't really understand what we're doing with these, uh, you know, the women, um, you know, learning about these women, or I just like. And you did this too, when you first started and it was really beautiful. And I did this as well. So I think it's probably a thing is I was trying to figure out, like, see myself in the person always like, you know, like, which is my person or, you know, like, oh, I connect to this one or connect to this thing. So We're always trying to like figure out. And I think that the beauty of this practice is that it's that is the point, right? Is that we are seeing ourselves and learning and going deeper about who we are and how we walk um, together through the the lens and the teachings of these women. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so when there are those moments where like, yes, that really resonates. Those are the gems that you write in your journal, right? Because that know thyself is this is part of the unearthing of, of
0: that, um, of that knowledge. So, yes. So good. As, as we unlearn aspects of ourselves that were those things that were spoken over to us as, as we Lassies, uh, it's fun to, to remember and to replace those, those words, the stories, the the, the personal power to be uh, awakened inside of us. Uh, okay. So we're going to talk about those, those two next week. We're also going to revisit our word of the year. We're going to talk about our playlist, some other fun things that we've done to support them, what we've experienced so far. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Uh, let's do our three breaths and Yes. And this, this breath again is something
1: that Megan Watterson teaches. Um, and it's our three breath. Let's do just one big clearing breath together. So in through the notes and big exhale through the mouth, letting it all go <sighs> Roar. inhale, fully divine inhale, fully human And inhale, Anthropo, fully human, fully divine being. So good. The intersection of both, you know, the it. divine experiencing this world through the material aspect of our sacred vessel of the body. So good stuff.
0: Yes. And we talked about being within this week. We're going to talk about being within. Sounds like it's kind of a theme running in this in January, along with Huga. Uh, finding that cozy coziness and comfort. So thank you so much everyone for joining us today here live here on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to our conversation continuing next week. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a sacred space to learn and laugh together and to reset our mindsets for the week ahead. We do hope that you enjoyed hearing our thoughts and stories about our favorite people, products, and initiatives, positively serving humanity and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Want to connect with us? Head on over to those show notes and click on the links. Let's all confidently step into tomorrow intentionally leading with divine love, gratitude, and faith. Psst. Hey, if you like the show, We'd love for you to click those stars and leave us a review. And don't keep us a secret. Share us with a friend. We love expanding the circle. Thanks.